And so anything that we go through now, it's just preparing us to not be so tied into this world. Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on the podcast, we have Jody Held. So Jody, welcome. Thank you. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe your family or anything else we might like to know about you. I was born and raised in Western Nebraska. Okay. I went to college in Southern Missouri. Oh, wow. Okay. Ended up out in California and taught school out there for a little while. And then I moved back to Ames to work on my master's degree. You've been in a lot of I have. different states. The Lord led me each step of the way because I came to Ames to work on my master's. And I, instead of getting my MA degree, I got my MRS. Oh, okay. I met my husband, Bruce, yes. uh-huh. at church uh-huh. here in Ames, the church we used to go to. Okay. And um, we've been married to celebrate our 25th anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. It's an accomplishment. Yeah. 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 Tell me about your family, your girls. Three girls. Okay. Elizabeth's 24. Okay. Just moved to Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, wow. Why is she in Knoxville? She took a job in data analysis at the Oak Ridge National Lab. Oh, it's kind of secretive. Yes. Ah. She can't talk much about it, actually. They call it the place of secrets. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. And Caroline, our middle daughter, is 21, almost 22. And she is a department manager at the McDonald's here in West Ames. Okay. And Joanna is my baby. Mm-hmm. She's 19 and will be a sophomore this fall at the University of Iowa, majoring okay. in math and music. All right. And uh, sharing an apartment with my daughter. Yes. And that's fun. Yeah. So um, you, like myself, are a recent empty nester. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And... Um, so has that been a happy or a sad transition or a mixture of both? You know, I it's a mixture of both because I'm happy for them. Exactly. And their new adventures and mm-hmm. um, the things that are that they're doing in life. But I'm sad for me. Right. Yeah. It's empty. It really is empty. It really it does it, feel empty. Yeah. It feels very different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you feel like that's affected Bruce, your husband, as well? Does he does he show the same type of sadness, or um, is it a different thing for a mom? I think he he, he definitely misses them. Uh huh. But uh, I think it's been different for me because my, it, it, you know, I when our first daughter was born, I was became a stay at home mom. Uh huh. And um, he. Goes to work every day. Right. Has other things. His life didn't change so drastically, no. is no, what I tell exactly. my husband. Yeah. Your life stayed somewhat the same. Yeah. Because my day was, it revolved around, you know, before they all knew how to drive, like where they uh-huh. needed to be. Right. Um, and getting food uh, just in the refrigerator. Right. And meals. Planned. Taking care of them. Yeah. 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 So I have experienced those same things that the house is a lot quieter. Um, I have actually a lot more time at my disposal that's actually mine to do what I'd like with, which is also a huge stewardship, Mm -hmm. to be a good steward of that time. So 
Um, but I do notice things like days do get easier uh, mm -hmm. and you do get kind of a routine and you do like to have some more of that time. But why do things strike me occasionally like when I go out walking and see um, the kids old swing set, yeah. you know, sitting there and then all of a sudden I'm sad. Shouldn't I be happy about that? What do you, what do you think? I always wonder why am I sad to see the old things? Cause the kids really had happy times on that. I, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Like we have a little red radio flyer. Yeah. Wagon. Trike. Oh, uh huh. Do they make, do they make trikes? Uh -huh. Um, and we've kept it because yeah. I want it for grandchildren. But when I look at that, I just think of them on the trikes and their little legs, right, you know. Right. And um, those days are it's like the, they're so just they're, gone. So they're gone. We can't get them back. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, yeah. I always think that's strange. Shouldn't I be happy that we had good times there? Mm -hmm. But yet it makes me sad mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. those times are done. Yeah. And they really do. And I know this sounds like, you know, so many people say this, it might sound like cliche-ish, but it's really true. They go by so fast. They do. And you don't know really when you're in them. You don't. That it's not always going to be this way. Yeah. You yeah. think, oh, it's always going to be this way. Yeah. And so it always strikes me. Uh, I'm a little confused why pictures, photographs, and things that, because we have happy times now, mm -hmm. but old photographs and things like seeing the swing set make me sad. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we, I think, uh, maybe romanticize those times, do you think? A little bit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I really liked my lap being full. Yeah. And uh -huh. my lap's totally empty. Yeah. I don't have anybody seen on my lap right. traveling up to me anymore. <laughs> yeah. I love those. Yeah. I just... Right, Loved and it. children have a lot of joy and they love do. to give, they do, and know? that's a unique time. And I think maybe that's why we miss it. I do enjoy my kids as teenagers and young yeah. adults. I really enjoy them. Yeah, but it's a different. It is. It's just a different uh, time, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, different experience. So yeah, I think we miss it because those are very sweet, sweet, yeah, tender times. Yeah, I mean, there were times they were definitely naughty, right? You know, <laughs> and right. I remember those well right. too. And those days are long. Yeah, and I don't know if moms with young children understand how they'll feel when their children grow up and they look back at times like that. Mm -hmm. We don't have a very long view when our children are all underfoot. Exactly. The sweet times seem sweeter now, but maybe then mm -hmm. they weren't quite I, as sweet. Because I do remember thinking five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I need get help. home. Someone get home to help me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think when I was in it, um, I believed not really in my mind, but kind of in my heart. Oh, things will always be like this. Mm -hmm. I will always have always have little children to take mm -hmm. care of, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they're grown up and they're involved in their own lives. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I think um, not maybe grasping the sweetness of the moment mm -hmm. maybe is sad for me. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. So. We talked about this a little bit before and didn't come to a conclusion, mm -hmm. but you and I both feel the empty nesting transition pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. It's been kind of a huge transition. Other mothers seem to kind of float through it and like, this is fantastic. Why do you, why do you think that is? I'm just do not know for yeah. sure. I don't know if it's a difference in personality. Maybe. You know, um, I But don't know. I don't think they should feel guilty. No, no. I think it's probably a freeing thing for some, mm -hmm. and maybe if they had very difficult children, or maybe that motherhood was not their first, um, they felt called to other things, right. you know? And yeah. so, 
I've not been able to figure it out because it's a huge um, identity kind of changing thing yeah. for me. Yes. And so, but I think there are women that feel it as um, kind of a step into a new life. And so it's mm-hmm. freeing for them. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think if you're one of those moms that you should feel guilty. Actually, it's probably an easier transition for you. I think so. Yeah. And I, when you said stepping into something else, I think I've seen that with other women. Yeah. And maybe I'm just not there yet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, maybe we're still kind of doing yeah. a little bit of the grieving yeah. thing. Um, so I'd placed, speaking of that, I'd placed a lot of my adult identity mm-hmm. into being a mom. Um and now the last five years I've had a part-time job here at church and that seems to have eased the transition a little bit. Do you have any specific things that you're either doing or want to do to kind of ease the transition from being the girl's mom mm-hmm. to being Jody Hill? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I got involved a few years ago with the program. It's called Friends of Aim Strings and they're like a booster program yeah. for the elementary and middle school strings programs in okay. school. And so I have strings a, being like violin. Cello. Okay. Okay. I have a cellist and a violinist. Okay. And so just having kids in it, I got involved with it. And so even though I don't have kids in it now, I yeah. still am involved in helping plan a summer music camp. Okay. So that's been kind of going on for a few years. I've been doing that. But, um, uh, about a year ago, when we knew Joanna would be graduating, right, and we're still relatively new to Cornerstone, we're uh-huh. going into our fourth year, and so we're still. About a year ago, we we're still praying. You know, well, we gotta have a specific ministry God would have us yeah do involved in, and um, the door opened for us. It kind of just fell in our lap, actually, for to get involved with IFC. Oh, neat! With the international um, uh-huh. ministry. Yeah, and, tell me a little uh, bit about that. We love it. So what do oh you do? Um, so every Friday night uh-huh. throughout the school year, we had a group of college students. Um, we have two SALT leaders okay. that were assigned to us. Okay. And then um, the international students would meet at our house okay. for dinner, um, conversation, right? Bible study, one, and singing. And once in a while we would have games, but sometimes the conversation and the Bible study uh-huh. and the singing would go so late. Uh-huh. That we didn't have time for games. Yeah. And actually, that's what they, they loved, coming huh. and talking. And being in American homes. Yeah. And that was just great. Cause, so now Bruce and I feel like we have we have these kids that are part yeah. of us, too. That's so key, is getting involved beyond your normal scope. Yeah. And putting yourself in the lives of others. I it, think that's key. It was just wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, it gave me something to think about, like, meal planning. Right. You know, it's like, oh, I'm, my kids aren't here. Right. And so a lot of times I didn't think of that because I think, well, you know, i got to plan for Friday. Right, food right. Food uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. And then just having them in our lives, those yeah. kids from, we had really faithful ones from Malaysia uh-huh. and Uganda, uh-huh. Malawi. Um, once in a while we have kids from China and South Korea, but mm-hmm. we did get this little core That's... of kids that came every week, oh, which was fantastic. amazing to me yeah. because they're going to school, they need uh-huh. to study. It was probably the highlight of the week. I hope so. Um, one of our young kids, he just turned 20. Huh? Um, he's from Malaysia. Can just... you imagine sending your 20-year-old no. off just to school? Oh, no, 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 no. So the and... parents are probably very thankful for you. Well... We met his parents. They came in May to uh, 
see him and have okay. a vacation. But we ended up going out to eat, and then we ended up having them over the next week just over, over at our place. And his mom said to me, I am so happy he knows you. Wow. Yeah. That's the most wonderful compliment you can get. It is. I would just pray that if my kids ever yeah. went somewhere else, they right. would find a great... Exactly. Well, not that we're great, but, you know, a, oh, a, yeah. a family that right. would take them to in. Take them in. You know. Um, but he only missed two Fridays out of the whole year. Huh. And I, I remember thinking, you know, it's Friday night. Doesn't he have other things that he wants to do? And he, Probably what he, he really wanted coming. to do. He kept coming. Well, you know what? He ended up being the president, uh, becoming the president of the Asian Student Association. At Iowa State? Yeah, at Iowa State. Wow. And when I found that out, I thought, I said, wow, Jen, how did you do that? And he said, I don't know, but he's a very friendly guy. Yeah. But his mom asked me, she said, I keep thinking, how, how do you, why do you think he became president? Yeah. I said, well, he's a really nice kid. She said, he didn't know anybody. You know, and I got to thinking about that, and I thought, that's really cool that a guy who had just come over last year and become involved in that would still come to our house every Friday night. Right. It's just you could tell that it was his priority yeah. that you just really. But the you know, highlight of that year was when he and his friend, she's from Malaysia too, they came to Good Friday uh-huh. service yeah. and Easter. Uh huh. And they're not professing Christians. They don't come from a Christian background, Buddhist. But they're still but, drawn to it. Yeah. So it because they watched friend. you live. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's something in us, I think, as mothers and women that want to nurture. Mm-hmm. And not only nurture children, but nurture faith in yeah. other people. Yeah. And just draw people around us so we can take care of them. At least that's how I am. Mm-hmm. I want to take care of people. I do too. Yeah. And so I think that doesn't have to end when our kids leave home. And doing something like this, I think, is key. But it's because you're still using those skills you're really good at, the nurturing. Mm-hmm. But you're using them for people who really need them. Yeah. You kids, you've given it to them. Yeah. And then you're drawing in people like this yeah. young Malaysian student. Yeah. And one night we were singing um, in Christ Alone. Uh-huh. And we had Uganda, Malawi. Oh, wow. I think that one night there was a guy from Nigeria and South Korea and China and Malaysia. And they were, they were just singing. And some of them were not professing Christians, you know. But hearing those, seeing people from all over. Every tribe, tongue, and nation. This is going to be like heaven. Oh, wow. It was beautiful. It's really neat there singing those words and saying those truths and they don't even know who Christ is yet. He's working on them through yeah. those liturgies, yeah. you know. And the one time that they they came to church, we sang in Christ alone. It was really cool because we've they been had, singing it ah, not every week, but very often so they knew it. I love it. See, I love that. I think this is going to inspire moms who are feeling a little lost right now. Like, who am I now? Like, oh, well, Jody. I remember what Jody did. She started nurturing other foreigners yeah you know people that that the bible describes as foreigners people that aren't at home here in america yeah yeah so what a great way to still use your fantastic mothering skills well you know they have been such a blessing and i have the ifc program is is wonderful primo yeah that's it's such a great program because i feel like it's really uh fulfilling what jesus asked us to mm-hmm. do you know mm-hmm. take care of them so so um back to the empty nesting and how it's affected your family like, how has it affected your marriage? So how long were you married before you had kids? Okay, so most of our married life, mm-hmm. we've been parents because uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was older. Okay. I'm six years older than my husband. So okay. he being a young 27, I was 33 okay. when we got married. So we had, 
uh, Elizabeth 11 months after we were 11 married. months, wow. Because, you know, your biological so, yeah. clock is ticking. Right. And we wanted to be parents. So, like, most of the time we've been married, we've been parents. Yeah. So, most of our married life was parenting. Okay. And talking about kids and working things yeah. out, you know. And so, like... So, yeah. how do you... How do you... How are you... Like, how is marriage work now? You know, since that's not really as much of your hands-on focus. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that first weekend mm-hmm. that the house was so quiet, we kind of looked at each other and went, wow, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. You know, right. it's like a whole new direction. It is. You You're know? focusing much more on your spouse now than exactly. I realized, than I had for years. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit scary. Uh-huh. But I think actually my husband was a little bit excited in that maybe my mind wouldn't be so divided uh-huh. a lot of, of times, you know. Yeah. And so like right, you can have more focus more on him. Yeah, yeah. So it's been strengthened. I mean, we're getting to know each other better. Yeah. Just in like better conversations and not being interrupted. Do you ever so sit much. at the supper table like Brent and I do and wonder what to talk about? Like you said, mm-hmm. does that ever happen to you? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We've definitely. even had to, like, uh, download, like, 17 questions to ask your spouse. I mean, things yeah. like that. Just yes. because I'm thinking, wow, we used to talk about the kids all the time. Yeah. And our lives revolving around the kids or their activities. And it's not that I don't want to talk to them. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just really don't know exactly where mm-hmm. to start. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, I was thinking one time I thought, I wonder if we're going to be able to have a meal together and maybe not say... Something about, you know, like we're, I don't know, just it's something about not, not say something about the kids. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and right. so we didn't, we, we have had to kind of be creative with that. Yeah. Definitely. So, it's a purposeful thing. Yeah. Right. Kind of I noticed we talk more about the dog. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we have two. We yeah. do talk about those. <laughs> right. Right. It's like you have to have a focus or something. So that has been different. Um, meals are much quieter. Mm-hmm. And I don't like them as well, because mm-hmm. meal time was kind of our family time. Yeah, ours too. And so that has been a transition, and I've had to learn to make the meals more special uh-huh. and not say, this is this feels wrong, but look, this is a new thing, and it can be special. Uh-huh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because when the, yeah, the meal time was really a challenge, uh-huh. because I didn't really feel like doing anything. Right, exactly. You know, I was like, yeah. can we just have a... Right. Cheese just, sandwich. Right. Could we just eat some chips? Yeah. Just <laughs> right. get it over with. Um, yeah. So that was different because you're so used to right. cook, cooking a yeah. boil. Yeah. You know. And did you at first cook still a lot? I did. Yeah. And then we would have to eat it like five yeah. days in a row. Yeah. And thankfully, Bruce has always been good about eating leftovers. So yeah. I never complained right. about that. You know, but like the fourth day, I think I don't want to eat that anymore. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Right. Getting yeah. that trying to figure it out was uh-huh. a challenge because, like you said, I mean, our meal time was the, uh-huh. our family time. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. It's easy to kind of uh, get kind of down in a pit and kind of grieve over those things. So you have mm-hmm. to remake them, I yeah. think. So what is this whole transition? I mean, we've talked about cooking and we've talked about talking. Um, what has it taught you about yourself? Anything that God has taught you about yourself through, you know, sometimes he, he takes us to a place that's harder for us. Mm-hmm. So we learn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more of what he's trying to teach us. Mm-hmm. To um, think more about him. Hmm. Because so much of life was uh, about the kids and their needs and what they, where they would need to mm-hmm. be. What they and that's need. entirely appropriate, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I think that's your some, job. Sometimes I get so busy in the day, you know, like a... 
a devotion went, oh, I didn't get that done exactly. this morning. And yeah. Every night I thought, yeah. oh, I'm so tired. Right. You know. Uh-huh. And, uh, right. And you really do purpose to yeah. fit that in. But sometimes, you know, with all of the demands, it's hard. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, even now with two dogs, sometimes when I sit down, it's like they know I'm sitting down and want to read and they're bugging. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so just huh. to um, focus on him focus on him and, and things that are eternal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so have you um, picked up any habits to help you do that since your girls, I mean, have left? Is there anything different that you do? Not really. I just, after I walk the dog, I purposed. That when we come in and uh-huh. they're all taken care of, yeah. so they won't bother me. Uh-huh. I'll just sit down and do my devotions. Oh, that's before. great. That's great. If you have some kind of plan, it usually goes a little yeah. better. You yeah. know, like I'm going to do it right now. I'm not gonna unload the dishwasher yet. <clears throat> right. Those are hard things yeah. to to make because I like everything perfect and uh-huh. then sit down and do it and it never happens. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I know how that is. Yeah. What are some of the best things we've talked about? Kind of the sad things and maybe the things that are hard to transition into. What are some of the best things about being a new empty nester? Well, you do have time, like you mentioned you before. You do. Uh-huh. And um, so I, I've had a little bit of a health issue this last year, and so now I can kind of think more about how to keep myself healthy. Okay. And so a lot of that involves walking. Huh. For a long time. Good, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like for at least 45 minutes a day. Uh-huh. You know, so I have that time. Now. Yeah, to do. To do it. You can fit it in. Yeah, exactly. And um, I play piano, and so I've been trying to learn a new piece that's challenging to me mm-hmm. every month. Oh, fantastic. So that means I have to practice. It's really good to set goals. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I've done some more quilting. Oh, wow. Just like, you uh-huh. know. Um, right little things yeah i think we get in a rut like i was saying when we don't set goals and we kind of let the day come and Mm -hmm. it feels different Mm -hmm. and that makes us sad Mm -hmm. and then we feel sorry for ourselves and then nothing looks happy Mm -hmm. so setting goals i think that's really good like you talked about getting outside yourself and setting a goal to do a new ministry and then you know like hey i play piano i'm gonna get better at this and i'm gonna get healthier so i think that's a really good mindset too setting goals yeah and i think when you get healthier your mind just feels better too. Yeah, and just you can, about everything. And you can uh, take those transitions a little easier. Exactly, because your body's not crying for your attention. Let's say uh, we're getting together with some new empty nester moms, and what would be both? I have to think about this too. What would be like a piece of advice you would say before it happens? You know, what would be a piece of advice you might give to? Um, Moms who are going to be soon done with their daily hands-on parenting. Uh-huh. Um, what would you tell, like, okay, let's do two segments. What would you tell uh, moms that have kids underfoot right now? And then what would you tell the moms that are reaching the, the age um, that they're going to be empty nesters? Mm-hmm. Well, the moms that have the kids underfoot? Yeah. What would you tell it them? It will pass. Huh. So enjoy every single minute that you can, but be thankful huh. that God is giving you those children. Right. Um, you know, yeah, I yeah. think it's sometimes hard to be thankful when everybody's it dying is. for your attention. It is. But it, but you will look back on it. You know, um, I had cesareans for all three of my daughters, uh-huh. but after the, the second cesarean, it just I, it really took a toll on me and... Um, 
I was so not feeling good with uh -huh. the recovery. And then um, it was Caroline, she, when she was two weeks old, she contracted viral meningitis <gasps> and had to be in the hospital. And I had to How go back scary. and forth. And I just felt like dragging my body to go right. take care of my newborn. Right. And so after all that trauma, you know, we thought we'd just have two. Yeah. And it's okay to just have two. But yeah. we were talking to my husband's grandma who was like 94 uh -huh. at the time, and she had had four daughters, and she said, oh, I wish I could have had 11 if I could have. Oh, wow. And I thought, wow, here she is at this age, and she didn't regret having four. She uh -huh. just did so enjoyed it. And, you yeah. know, she's probably not thinking of all those hard right. days. Right, I don't know. That struck me, and I thought, maybe we could have a third. Huh. <laughs> um, right. Which I'm glad we did. But, um you know, I was also older uh -huh. when I became a mom, and uh -huh. I wanted to always be a mom. Uh -huh. And I just believe that it was all in God's providence, the timing of huh. when I became a mom. And yeah. there's this verse in Psalm, I think it's Psalm 68, 6, and it said, God sets the lonely in families. Huh. And that's that verse has always struck me. Yeah. He gave this to me. He it's gave you a family. He gave me a family. Wow. So it's a gift from him. Right. And so even for moms who are facing the emptiness yeah. to think about that too. Yeah. I saw C.S. Lewis uh, devotional. Yeah. My husband gets those yeah. every day and he sent this to me. And he writes on, I think he's writing a letter to a lady because she's gone through an upheaval in her okay. life and he's responding yeah. to her. And right. So on the changes and upheavals in this mm -hmm. life, he mm -hmm. wrote, should prepare us, this is, I'm quoting, okay. should prepare us for the greater change, huh. which is our eternal life. Right. And so anything that we go through now, it's just preparing us huh. to not be so tied into this world, ah. to look forward to the next world. And right. then he wrote, um, we must sit light only to life itself, but to all of its its phases. So just to sit lightly here, huh? Because this is no. not our own, huh? Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think as a young mom, I had a short view of of maybe uh, my life. I didn't have like a, an eternal perspective, mm -hmm. and so those hard days seemed really, really hard, and like I couldn't see what was beyond them. Mm -hmm. And so if someone would have said, like, enjoy this, really yeah. enjoy it, I think I would have really gotten angry at them because I was thinking, uh, I'm really what tired. Are you talking about? Yeah. And the house is a mess, mm -hmm. and I can't ever get everything done. How are you trying to tell me to enjoy this? Mm -hmm. But what I wasn't seeing is about, you know, you were saying, God gave that to me. Mm -hmm. And so eternally, if I would have looked at an eternal, like a longer view, I think I would have been... And I did love my time at home with my mm -hmm. kids, but I think that um, that would have given me this heart of contentment. Maybe mm -hmm. I didn't have when I was so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if I were to give advice to young moms, I'd say, yeah, it is overwhelming, mm -hmm. but grasp onto that. God has given me this. I didn't deserve it, and it's such a gift to me. Grasp onto that fact, and then live life with that, mm -hmm. you know, in mm -hmm. view. So, and if I were to give advice to a mom who is a recent empty nester, I think I would, um, I didn't really think about this before, but um, it's been a tough transition for Brent and I. We've had a lot of arguments, actually, because we don't realize each other are kind of um, uncomfortable with the more space mm -hmm. and just, I mean, space meaning it's quieter, there's just not as much activity, 
And so I think I would say um, each spouse needs to give lots of grace to the other mm -hmm. and to realize, even if they're yeah. not verbalizing, they're trying to get through this place they've never been. It's on foreign territory and they're not exactly sure how to do it. Mm -hmm. So be more grace filled with them mm -hmm. and maybe they're going to act a little more um, introverted mm -hmm. or they're going to act a little more high maintenance. Give them time. Mm -hmm. And that time may be, ours is coming up on a year here and we're still kind of trying to figure out this route. So are we. I yeah. Mean, we're not going to. Yeah. yeah. And so I would think that I would say, yeah, it is sad because your primary job that I felt like God had given me, it was the hands-on part was done. Mm -hmm. But yet I wasn't thinking about my husband struggling through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to understand that struggles make people act a little differently they and yeah. give lots of grace mm -hmm. for maybe longer than you think you need to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you would, would you second that, that you there's been struggles? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, I think we both identified very closely with that parent role mm -hmm. and now we're not doing so much of that. And so we, we don't act the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a hard, it's a hard thing. Yeah, like even coming to church when it's just us two. I know. I mean, we are earlier than we <laughs> used to be. I will say that's been a plus. Right. But, yeah, that's even, that was even different. I thought, this is weird. It's just mm -hmm. two. Yeah. It's two of us. And do you, here's what I feel kind of the need, like people will meet us as a couple. And I always kind of feel the need to say, oh, we have four children. Mm-hmm. We're not just this couple. We have a family. I always kind of feel the need to say something like that. Yeah. I don't know why. It's maybe because that's where my identity is. I I think I understand what you mean because I yeah. always want to say, yeah. And I always think, oh, I wish you could see them. Yeah. So you could see us in uh -huh. our entirety. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like part of your heart mm -hmm. is missing mm -hmm. for a time. But we need to be really thankful God gave us that yeah. heart. And mm -hmm. there's still part of us. It's just a different way of interacting and um, living yeah for all of us yeah but yeah so I think we need to be thankful that our kids are are um, entering into new phases they don't feel like this no they're excited about their new lives oh yeah yeah so yeah. we Especially need my daughter in Tennessee yeah oh wow yeah like she was always calling me even when she was in she did um, graduate work at Iowa City okay but then for the last two summers, she did internships in California. Yeah. She called me every morning huh. commuting to work. Huh. You That's know? sweet. And then she got to Tennessee yeah. with this job job. Yeah. And um, I don't hear from her as much because she's gotten, like, plugged into a really good church. Uh, found new friends. Yeah. And is doing things, you know. And they, right. Oh, yeah. We're back here. Right. So I want to be selfish and say, yeah. oh, I feel bad. But what I really need to do is say, you're doing so well. You don't need me as much. I know. Yeah. And it's happy for her. It's happy for them. And it's like, oh, gulp. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about my mom when mm -hmm. I left home. I didn't either. I was just super excited to go on my new adventure. And so, yeah, I think what we need to do is surrender them to God mm -hmm. and be happy for their success and just cherish what God has given. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I agree. Would you like to pray for um, the women especially? Because I think it's a really hard transition for women. Entering into the stage that may want to feel sorry for themselves and be angry that this is where they are. You yeah. want to pray for them? Yeah, sure. Okay. Dear Lord, we thank you so much um, that you give us families and uh, 
for those of us who have been blessed to be moms. We thank you for that also. We pray for moms who are entering a, a transition in life where their kids will be gone, their house will be empty, and that we pray that they will find, first of all, their identity in you, and that they'll find um, direction in life now. Um, it will go, it will be different, but that you can lead them into a way that would um, serve you and glorify you and give them fulfillment, um, where we just commit them to you. Um, we just thank you so much that you care about us. And for moms who are in a house that's really quiet, you care about them also, and you watch over us, and we just um, commit that to you. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for coming well, thank and you for talking asking. about this. I know we've had lunch and um, tried not to cry about yeah. things. And so, um, yeah, thanks for sharing with us the, the joys and the heartaches and just um, continuing to serve God in, in this transition. Thanks for coming. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?